The following is a podcast from One Community Church. Join us as Pastor Joel Hendricks shares this week's message. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Pastor Bradley. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. Uh, feels kind of weird. I'm going to challenge us uh, to really rethink church. Uh, and I knew I'd be kind of, as the proverbial old saying is, preaching to the choir with you guys. Uh, but it's on my heart, man. I, I love when God shows up, shows out. Uh, he always knows. Uh, I want you to understand that uh, he knows the heaviness of our hearts. He, he created our hearts. He, he knows where you are in your journey. He knows what you face. Uh, just like the old hymn, uh, I love that. I, I, I'm reminded of, of my days at Bible college and, and at chapel and all the men standing there and singing loud and proud and going crazy uh, on that last stanza. And uh, they'll come that day, we'll see him, and uh, we'll win the victory and all that good stuff. But, man, I'm telling you, because he lives, and we, we have life, and we can live to the fullest. Uh, we have to be careful not let the things of this world rob us of that. And uh, so easily, so easily that happens to us. So, uh, man, what a powerful service thus far. I'm going to try not to quench the spirit. Uh, I'm going to try not to uh, uh, do any damage to what God is already doing in this place. Uh, we're going to uh, teach a little bit, a couple thoughts here, give another altar call if, if need be, and uh, get you on your way. Uh, I want to start a new series this morning, as you can see on the screen, or if you follow us on social network, uh, hence follow. I want to talk about follow and uh, basically follow the Lord. Uh, it is a very simple outline, a very simple series, but I, I believe it is complex in its uh, process because of the society that we live in, the generation that we uh, grew up in, whatever generation that might be, because a lot of times we equate church to that. Uh, we think that it's a bunch of do's and don'ts, or stay away, or, or uh, don't do this, uh, and uh, if you do this, then you're out. And, and so I just want to challenge you on that. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to mess with a couple of your theology this morning. I challenge you or stretch you. Uh, I pray that at the end of the series, end of each message, this is just the introductory message of, of, of those to come. Uh, and uh, I, it's not new with me, this, this title follow, uh, this text. Nothing's new under the sun. Uh, I'm just going to preach the Word of God. Uh, but I, I do pray that it, 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 it sparks conversation. Uh, it causes you to dig deeper. That's what I want the messages to do here. It's what I like for our small groups to do, uh, that it just spark conversation, that it would drive you deeper into a walk with the Lord. So if you have your Bible, uh, your smartphone, or whatever device that you have, I would love for you to turn to Matthew chapter 9. If you don't have either, they'll be on the screen. Uh, we put those up. Don't feel bad if you don't have a Bible with you or a smartphone or anything like that. Sometimes a smartphone is the dumbest thing in the world. I uh, you can't get away from it nowadays, but uh, if you do have those uh, in that capability, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 9. You with me? Say amen. amen. Really cool spirit in this place this morning. So just want to teach. I want you to listen, and I, I want the Lord to just continue to lead in everything that we say and do. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, jump down to verse 9. We're going to look at where Matthew is called, all right? Jesus hadn't really established his, his core of disciples just yet. He's walking along. He's, he's beginning his public journey. In Matthew chapter 9, this is Matthew's own account of his calling, of his salvation or his conversion moment, uh, if, you, if you will, where he begins to follow Jesus. And so I just want to talk and dissect that and, and give you a couple of thoughts this morning. So I'm going to read out loud. You read to yourself, if you will. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, 9 through 13. As Jesus went from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner 
at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. Now, here's where the religion kicks in. Here's where the Pharisees, and we have to be very careful that we don't criticize them too hastily because most of us, if we are not careful, and I will show you this as we, as we teach this morning, we can find ourselves becoming these Pharisees, all right, just being church, okay? And, and, and when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Nothing goes by that Jesus does not hear or know, okay? Remember, anytime we read after Jesus and he poses a question from, even from the very beginning of time uh, in the fall of Adam and Eve, when he asks, where are you? It's not that he does not have an answer. He, he wants you to think. And so he hears them ask this question and Jesus replies. He says, on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. And Jesus quotes the prophet Hosea here. Now, this is a slap in their face. It's an insult because what are the Pharisees supposed to be masters of? The law, the word. They're supposed to be the ones that actually know the word of God. And yet he says to them, hey, you need to go learn this. And he quotes Hosea. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I, I uh, want to talk to you about just, just simply following Jesus. Uh, and it's kind of like, um, how many of you ever played Simon Says? I know some of you go, I play, uh, okay, uh, Simon Says, all right. Sometimes we are oft to believe that this walk with Jesus is like Jesus Says. You with me? It's, it's, it's as I began to journey with Jesus, I, I began to think, and I was around people that were like-minded, and so I, I, I took on what they thought, all right? And it was kind of like Jesus says, and, and you know, if you play Simon says, if you, if you get caught and you, didn't, and you do something that Simon didn't really say, then you're out, right? Am I missing? The, I mean, I haven't played in a long time, so y'all help me out here. We're a little Pentecostal, so give me some feedback too, okay? You, right, you out. And so I believe a lot of times in our journey with Jesus, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll fall into this category of thinking it's just Jesus says. And what happens in that is that when we mess up, and we don't do what Jesus says, well, we automatically think, well, we're out. Well, I'm, I must not even be saved. I, 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 why in the world do I have these thoughts or these feelings? Or, or am, am, am I registering with anybody or is it just me that needed this message? It's, it's almost like, well, if I don't do this, or if I do this because he said not to do this, or if I use that language, or if I have this thought, or if, I've, if I go here, or if I go there, well, then it's almost like it's Jesus says, and, and being he didn't say that, well, then I'm out. And if I'm going to be out, I might as well just be out. Just don't show up anymore. Don't, just quit. And then you stereotype every other person that says that they are a Jesus follower. Now, I'm not trying to be cute or quaint on the sayings. I, I still believe you can say I'm a Christian, okay? We've had this discussion before, uh, and I believe that, that that terminology is great. I know that there are people that, that want to change that and just say, well, I'm a Jesus follower. Well, that's, that's more apropos. That, that's exactly what we are. But the problem is, is that most of us, again, we, we're raised in this and taught this, and so it's hard to break away from these things. And so my job is to simply challenge you as God is challenging me that could it be that this, 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 this walk, this journey with Jesus is not a bunch of do's and don't do and it's just simply follow? If, if you watch Jesus, if you watch him and read and study after him, it, it, he uses that word follow all the time. He does it about everyone he calls. He, he says, well, just follow me. 
And then he'll make this really bold statement that, that you are to die to yourself and to take up your cross and do what daily? Come on, class. And follow. I set you up very well. You should just say follow and be like, duh, huh. You know what I mean? Follow. And so I want us to look a little deeper as we introduce this series called Follow and to be challenged that it's more than a bunch of rules and regulations and rituals uh, and this regiment, not that we're not disciplined and not that we shouldn't uh, have self-control and all that. Just, just, just don't take that off the table, but let's put that in a file over here and let's just focus with our heart this morning on what does it really mean to follow Jesus. Let's look at this experience here, this encounter that Matthew has with Jesus. And, and, and let me just bring out two, two major thoughts. The first one is this, is that we see in this that Jesus does the uncommon. Jesus does the uncommon. It's, it's just that simple. He's, he's always done and will always do the uncommon. He calls a tax collector. Now, what you may not know or you haven't heard in a while because you've heard this text preached before. I like what he posted this morning. If you've been in church or uh, any length of time, you will hear sermons over and over, but there's always something fresh in it if you will listen with your heart and not your head. And so what you may not remember or don't know is that the tax collector, well, man, they were the lowest of blows. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm here to tell you that if there was a murderer standing there, a sinner, that the murderer could say, well, I might be a murderer, but I sure ain't no, well, if they're from the South, part of, anyway, I'm not a tax collector. Because, see, they were sellouts. They were traitors. They were thieves. And you say, what do you mean? Well, see, tax collectors were recruited by the Roman government. The Roman government would take Jewish people that would literally sell their people out and use them to enforce taxes on all of the people, the businesses, and so on. So if you get the idea, because most of you go, I know what paying taxes is about, all right? Or some of you may say, I'm, I'm evading them, but they'll catch up with you eventually. Uh, I promise you. And, and, and they were the lowest of lows because they, were, they, they sold their own people out. And not only did they enforce and take money that, that was not theirs, it was not the Roman empires, but they would take money and keep it for themselves. And so most of them lived very well off, you, you understand, off the backs of the other people. And so, so they were the lowest of lows. But see, this is where Jesus messes with people. This is where he come. He said, man, I've, I've come to divide. I've, I, 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 listen, he, it's, it's love. Yes, it is. But this is where he splits away from religion. And he comes and he says, listen, I'm not going to do away with the law, but I'm going to fulfill the law. I'm going to perfect the law and complete the law. This is where he, he begins to show them that I'm tired of the common average church. Y'all right now, you picking up what I'm laying down? I, I don't want it to be common. I don't want your life to be common. I didn't come to give you a common life. I come to give you life more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy the religious facade and the fakes out there, they come to kill, steal, and destroy because they say, if you don't measure up, then you, you're not going to make it. Where Jesus says, listen, I don't care how bad you are. Just follow me. He does the uncommon. He, he, he calls the, the tax collectors. And, and, and so that should really encourage all of us that he, he, he's come for the outcasts of society and the religious outcasts. Did you know that? Maybe you live your life feeling like you don't fit in anywhere. That's good. That's good. Maybe you are on the journey and you feel like, man, you have no idea how wicked I am. That's okay. You're like, what? It's okay. Jesus says, come on. Does the uncommon. We have churches all over the land today that, listen, they will do the common. 
They will sing their songs. It, it would, listen, I promise you, I'm not, and, and don't, don't, don't think of any church. I'm not, I'm not criticizing any church. I made the mistake last night preaching. I, I used a, a Big Hair Channel preacher's name, and I try not to ever do that, all right, because I'm not here to criticize anybody, but I, I guarantee you there are churches all over the land today that they will literally, it would have freaked them out. I'm telling you, the staff, the pastor, he'd had a coronary if there'd have been an altar call at that point in the service. He wouldn't know what to do. I promise you, because we've come and we just do everything so common. We do it, we're so routine and we're disciplined people like that. Man, most of you men start shaving on the same side of your face that you've always shaved or the same side of your bald head that you've always shaved. I'm just saying, all right? And ladies, you used to start with the same leg. And if you hadn't, you need to. I'm just making sure you're listening. It would have blow their mind. And here's the thing, is that it's okay. I'm telling you, the sinner would stand there and go, I'm not a tax collector. And Jesus says, hey, Matthew, at the tax booth, come on. He's an uncommon radical, is what David Platt would say, right? He's a radical God. Furtick would write about an audacious faith, all right? And so on and so on, these, these pastors and, 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 and guys that are way smarter than me and gals that are way smarter than me. But it's just as simple that, that if we watch Jesus' life, that you can't screw up enough. You can't be bad enough not to be welcome in the kingdom of God. That's the uncommon thing about God. It's not a bunch of do and don't do. And if you don't do what he says to do, then you're out. Sit down and quit. No, it's like, okay, I screwed up. But hey, hey, I, I still want you, God. Do you still want me? Yes, he still wants you. He does the uncommon. He, he calls the, tax, the people like tax collectors. He comes for the outcast and, and the outcast of society and the religion. He, he, and when he does this, just like I said, he challenged the crowd and he challenged others that follows. He said, what do you mean? Not only in average church, it's such a teachable spirit here, man. I, I pray you get this. Not only in the average common church today would it have blew the mind of the staff and the pastor probably had a court. Like, okay, okay, what, I go, what I'm going to say, I got to get up there. Okay, I, gotta, I, gotta, I knew what my sermon was going to be, but what do I do here? And the thing is, it's cool that you don't know. That's, that's where, I, I mean, I used to struggle with that. It's cool, and I'm willing to admit to you, I don't have a clue what's going on most of the time. I fly by the seat of my bitches. You know what I'm saying? I guess I've got great staff around me, or they have great wives. Let me just say that. All right? And, and, and this is how we roll in the board of trustees, and, we, and this is how we go. But, and it would have messed them up. But not only would it mess up the leadership, the religious people, but it would mess up the others that are really trying to follow Jesus. You say, what do you mean? Can you imagine the disciples? You want to do what? We're going to have dinner with who? And don't look at me like that, because it, 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 how many of you were at the bike rally last night? the bike rally man god bless you thank you listen i love them and i'm not criticizing them i'm telling you that's a whole different lifestyle man the music some of you were there last year i mean they rock and roll for it would some folks it would mess you up be like because you think we're you think we're radical in our worship (laughs) you ain't got no idea I, i mean rock and roll and there were people there that listen it's a campground and i'm not trying to be ugly I, I, some of them not using the shower facilities. I'm just being real with you. Okay? Kids running everywhere. One's pogo sticking in a backpack. I'm just going to preach on, baby. You know what I mean? I'm just going to let it roll. Okay? This is the truth. But you get somebody that's common. It's not used to the uncommon and not realizing how radical Jesus has called us to be because we've dumbed down 
or we, we're so shallow in our beliefs, we don't want to get in the deep end, it will, it will absolutely not only challenge the religious people around us, the community will criticize us, but I'm telling you, the others that follow, they'll criticize us as well. I guarantee you the disciples are like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now, I was a cussing fisherman, all right? But you want to go where? You want who to join us? And don't look so pious at me this morning because I guarantee you there's been times, and I was silly in telling you some of the things about the people I met last night, but just like the soup kitchen, there's one fellow that at the soup kitchen every month that we have ever done it from the first time we've done it, he smells like three or four day old urine. And you know what I love about this bunch of nuts here? They love on him like he is a spring fresh, just come out the shop. And I'm not criticizing people because some, some people have a weak stomach and I'm not, I, I don't want you to go to the physical. I want you to see the spiritual side of this. And so often we judge somebody by the way they look or by the way they smell or by the way they act. And you say, well, you, you, just, you don't say it out loud. Hopefully you don't. Well, they're done. And there's no hope for them. They've been an addict too long. She's been a prostitute too long. They've, they've stayed away too long. They're, they're too bad. They've gone too far. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to fellowship with them. I, I don't know that I want to go over there because you're afraid to identify with them. And see, this, this thing called Christianity, it's, it's just simply Jesus saying, follow me. Doing the uncommon. And you don't think, you don't think for a second that that this walk is uncommon. Let me give you just one principle that's so uncommon and radical that most of us fail in. He said, I don't want you just to love the people that like and love you. I want you to love the people that hate you, that are your enemies. You tell me that's not uncommon because I don't get up every morning with the folks that have let me know they don't like me going, I'm going to hang out with them today. Yes, I hope they'll take me to lunch. He's an uncommon God. This journey is uncommon. He challenged the crowd. He challenged those that were around him, other followers. What he was saying is, I want you to listen as I type this out this morning. I'm not content to be with people that believe what is right or behave the right way. Did you get that? I'm not content being a Jesus follower being with people that believe the right way and behave the right way. You see, it would be easy to be a part of a group that says, listen, I want to be around everybody that's just like me. And if you don't believe like me and you don't act like me, then I don't want you around me. I'm telling you, that is not Christ-like. Not according to what I read and whom I follow. That he said to Matthew, hey, I know what you do. I know where you've been. But he never brought it up. He just said, follow me. I'm not content with the common. I'm not content to be a part of a church or a community that's okay with the common. I don't want us, as we, as we have shifted here in the last few weeks, there's this weightiness to what we are doing here. There is growth, and, and I don't care about numerical growth. That is a part of it, but there is this deep, spirit-filled move taking place, and I do not want you to be content with being with people that believe like you think they ought to believe, and they behave like you think they ought to behave, because Jesus was never like that. To the contrary, he criticized or called out the Pharisees of that day.
He was not content. I find it interesting as we walk through these verses that he was not content to be with people that believed just right or behaved the right way. But I see it so apparently obvious or blatantly obvious that he was comfortable being around people like Matthew. And you know what? Not only was he comfortable being around people like Matthew, but if you look at it, while people like Matthew were comfortable being around him. And so it it made me think this morning, and I brought it up on the truck ride over here from the house. You ever stop and thought about how you make people feel around you? No, no, no. I'm not talking about the people that are like you. I'm not talking about the people that pat you on the back and say, great sermon, preacher. Amen. Now, I don't want you to stop doing that. I like that, okay? All right? Who don't? But I'm talking about that. I'm, ta- I- I'm, I'm talking about the ones like Matthew that are, that are worse than the average common sinner. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm talking about the filth of the world, the, the lowest of lows. The, you see, he was comfortable in who he was because he was God in flesh. And if we, if we get real honest and get our theology right, he has, he has deposited himself inside of us so we are God in flesh now. Not that we are God's, but we are his representation, his hands and his feet, his mouthpiece. And let me ask you, are you comfortable being around people that smell like four-day-old urine that may really still be liquored up? That don't look like you? That don't sound like you? That you know when they walk up, they're probably going to just try to take advantage of you. But you know that if we look at Jesus real closely in this simplicity of just following him, that he was comfortable being around them. And, and the crazy thing is, they were comfortable being around him. One of the greatest compliments we got when we started doing the soup kitchen, I don't mean to just keep bringing that up because there are great people that just simply need and want the fellowship and eat. Okay? So please don't be judged by that or think I'm judging anybody. I'm just stating the obvious of some of the folks that do show up there. And yes, the popo has been called a time or two. Yes, that's just how we roll. Well, not on our people, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so make sure I make that, make that clear. But one of the greatest compliments, they, 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 they couldn't remember what church, you know, because some people don't believe we're a real church. <laughs> I'll just never forget that. That was funny. And uh, because we have different T-shirts. And... Um, if you're watching this later, I love you, and, and it didn't offend us or anything. I'm just picking on you. Um, one of the greatest compliments, where was I, is they said they love when our group comes over because, you know, I've told you this before. We look them in the eye. We treat them as equals, which is with respect. Now, that don't mean I don't get in their grit sometimes. Somebody said a couple weeks ago, who's that yelling? I said, bless God, I'm yelling. And shut up. And Dagon, you need to love one another. And for at least an hour, stop fighting in the street and just eat. I don't care who you're sleeping with. I, I, dumbest thing. Y'all think I'm kidding. They get in a fight over because he's, anyway. Are you comfortable around folks like that? And are they comfortable around you? Let, let me ask you this in a corporate setting. Do you think our community is a place where the lowest of lows, the ones that really are the outcasts and people have just given up on, really probably even kicked a few times while they were down, do you, do you, do you think they'd be comfortable coming here? And, and just, just for a moment, what if they sit right beside you? Do you understand what I'm preaching this morning? 
It's so easy to get into this trap of religion and church and just hang out with folks like us. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't and we shouldn't fellowship. I'm not saying go to the bar and get drunk because you want to be. I, listen, y'all know where I stand on all those things. All right? All right? I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying that we, we, all things are permissible, not all things are beneficial, the Bible teaches. And some of you really need to put that into check. Okay? Now, back to this message. And I'm not saying it's, it's wrong for us to fellowship together. That's what we need. Iron sharpens irons. We need each other. But what happens is if we're not careful, we become the Pharisees. If we're not careful, we'll find ourselves on the outside of the very room Jesus is in and working. We'll be in this arena here for this season. And all outside this arena, there are people that are so uncommon and no one has said, I love you. And here's the way. And we don't care if you're hungover. I don't care if you stink. I don't care if you have a pot to urinate in, as I would say in a nice way. Just come with us. And then if they won't come with us, just right there. I love you, man. There's a better way, I, I promise you. You don't even have to believe. I, but, but here's, you get it. That it's just simple, follow. And I want to say to anybody, I mean anybody, that if anyone or myself or our staff or anybody that has said they're one community has made any one of you that may not believe like we believe or live a lifestyle like we think you ought to live, if, well, if we've made you uncomfortable, I want you to know it's on us and not Jesus because he wouldn't do that. Now, you say, wait a minute, am I supposed to challenge it? Yes. You're to challenge him. But he says, speak the truth in love. Now, hang on. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, we'll mess with some of you, Okay. Jesus does the uncommon, second major thought, Jesus always points out the obvious. Always points out the obvious. <laughs> Can you see it? Jesus says, you with me say amen. Okay. Jesus says, Matthew, follow me. And as a matter of fact, Matthew, I want to go to your house. And his disciples are going, what? No. Because, see, they didn't get it. They thought he was going to set his kingdom up now. They thought it was a kingdom of power and of authority in a physical, earthly sense, okay? And so they're like, hey, you don't want to associate with him. That's not going to help your reputation. That's going to make you look bad. But yet Jesus goes, right, because he's uncommon. He's not common. And he goes to the house. He goes in the house. And, and then we, we read in the story, and I, I, I brought it out the best of my ability. The Pharisees are on the outside, and, 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 and I don't know how this is audibly taking place, but I, can you just see Can you put yourself in the room around the table? They're all relaxed around the table. You know, in Jesus' day, they kind of sit around on pillows, all right? No, they were not hippies, all right? It's just how they rolled, all right? Just kind of sit around, which ain't nothing wrong with hippies. We love some hippies, all right? And just kind of sit, 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 sit around on the floor. And, uh, and, 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 and here he hears the people, the Pharisees on the outside say, listen, why is he in there with those tax collectors and sinners? Because, see, Matthew had, had told all his buddies, all right, because it's, he was such an outcast that most tax collectors, the only friends they had was other tax collectors. And then they were stealing from each other probably. I mean, it's just how they rolled. And, and so he, he brought, brought them in. And, and, and the language there, it depicts the, the worst of the worst. And so he brings them in, and the people on the outside are saying, you know, what in the world? Why does he go in there? And Jesus hears that. And, 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 he, and he says this. He says, it's not the healthy that I've come for. Now, again, I see him doing it out, saying it out loud, right? Now, remember, he's, 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 he's chillaxing around with all these tax collectors. And he says, it's not the healthy I come for. I come for the sick. 
And can you imagine the setting? Can you imagine Matthew going? He said, I'm sick. And everyone around the table says, I'm sick. And, and you say, well, what? Yeah, it's like Jesus says, because he was so confident, right? He was so confident, he was so comfortable. He, 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 was, he was God in flesh, and, and, and he just said, hey, I didn't come for the healthy. I, I come for the sad. I didn't come for the righteous, but the sinner. And so they begin to look at each other, and they begin, and they begin to go, watch this. Are you listening to me? I guarantee you, Matthew was like, high five, man. Yeah, I, I, I am sick, and that's kind of offensive, but it, it's true. And I submit to you this morning that, that just, just, just being honest in here that, 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 that you know something's wrong. You don't need me to point it out. You don't need me to point my finger at it and go, you shouldn't drink. You, you, you shouldn't sleep with her. You, you shouldn't have that relationship. You shouldn't be looking at that website. You shouldn't be talking about that at work. You shouldn't be going there. You shouldn't be doing this. You should do this and you should do that. And you should be here and you should go there. You don't need me to point anything out. You know something's missing. And Jesus was just stating the obvious. That's how he rolls. And so I don't have to worry about any hidden agenda of what I'm going to preach. I'm just going to preach the word, and the Holy Spirit is going to make it obvious to you what it is. It's how he operates. It's not on me to point it out. Now, I'll counsel you and tell you the truth. I will live my life and follow him. And as Paul said, you follow me as I follow Christ. You go back and study. This thing's more than the do's and the don'ts. You know something's wrong. As a matter of fact, you don't even live up to the standards that you want your children to live up to right now. You do things that you wouldn't dare have your children do right now. You know something's wrong. There's more to it than just saying I'm a Christian. There's more to it than just coming to an arena and you can go anywhere. Matter of fact, you can go to a mega church and you can hide in the crowd. You know how I know? I did it. Tried to anyway. It's not our job to go around pointing fingers at everybody or getting on a bandwagon going against some other political group or making statements that are really out of ignorance. When Jesus said, it is love. It is love. They don't need you to remind them of the mess in their life. They are keenly aware. And as I preached this morning, as I've said it just a second ago, you know in an instant inside of you what that is. There's a void you try to fill with alcohol. There's a void you try to fill with other relationships. There's a void you try to fill with excess shopping. Cut the doggone credit cards up. This is not January. I'm not on finances. We try to fill with all these things and sports and activities and adrenaline rushing things and, and hobbies. There's nothing wrong with having those. But they will never, ever take the place of the obvious that's missing from your life. From your marriage, from your relationships, from your career, from your parenting, from your witnessing, from your serving, from my preaching, everything we do, there is a void there that can only be filled by Jesus. And he just points out the obvious. And again, Matthew was probably like, man, that is offensive. Because <laughs> people are going to let us know, <laughs> you've offended me. He just pointed out the obvious, though. He already knew. He states the obvious. When we follow him, he will state the obvious, and you know there's something missing. And, and watch this. Jesus just simply invites him to follow him. He, here's the thing. He did not, as far as I could see here, he did not ask Matthew, what do you believe? He didn't say, how are you behaving? 
He, he just said, follow me. As a matter of fact, Jesus would take it a step further and he would make it so easy and convenient for him that he would absolutely go to his house. You see, here's what he did. Here's what the church needs to do. This is what we as Christians need to do and to remind people is that, listen, Jesus is willing to risk his reputation to help the sick. Jesus identifies and he says, identify with me and I'm willing to identify with you. Jesus said, listen, I'll make it easy. You don't even have to come this way right now. I'll go to your house. He said, what does that mean? He'll meet you right where you are. He'll meet you right there in that stadium seat or theater-style seat. You don't, you don't even have to listen. I'm so challenged on this because I've gone through the motions of say this and stand here and bow your head and close your eyes. And I'll probably do the same thing because I've just been so trained to do it and almost robotic in some ways in, the, in those arenas. But Jesus is simply saying, hey, if right where you are, if from your heart, you will simply say, I know I'm a screw up. I know I'm a royal reject. I know everything I seem to put my hand to. I foul up. I muck up. I mess up. I was drunk last night. I don't even know who I woke up with this morning. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm telling you, he'll meet you right there in spite of all that crap in your life. He simply says, I'll go to your house. <laughs> and the cool thing is, he wants to. I go some places I don't really want to go. He wants to go. He come for the sick and not the healthy. And he's willing to risk his reputation. Most of us, we're so stinking caught up in our being dignified. Pastor Bradley leaned over last night and he said, these folks here are a little too dignified for me. I, I promise you, they're wild in Jesus. I love it. I feed off of like a junkie. Mainline, man. I mean, it's just good stuff because they turn me loose behind them old handlebars. Woo! Skin. Love it. But most people are so worried about their reputation and their dignity. And I'm not simply saying we just go to heck with all of this and let's party, man. Y'all smarter than that. When's the last time you got in a trench with somebody? When's the last time you've knelt down and you've had snot flung on you or tears rolled down? I'm telling you, you know it's the day when people are beside me and I feel tears, warm tears running down my arm. Have no clue why they're broken, but they do. And God does. He said, I, I, I'm willing to risk my reputation. I, I don't even care because I know who I am. And I'm willing to identify with you. Jesus makes it easy. So I'll go to your house. How do we wrap this up? Here's the best way I know how to do it. The invitation for those that know something's missing or wrong or just the funky religious folks is this. You listen to me, I promise you, just listen. Being a sinner, sick, does not disqualify you from following Jesus. Andy Stanley said this very promptly. It is actually a prerequisite. So let me say it in my vernacular. Being bad, that's okay. That does not disqualify you. Actually, it's what qualifies you. Because if you're good on your own, ha, you don't need Jesus. But if you're like me and a royal screw-up, I need him every day. Amen. Number two, even if you, this is going to mess with some of your theology. 
And that's okay. I'm here just to cause as much conversation as possible. Even if you don't believe. You say, wait a minute. Don't I have to believe in Jesus before I follow him? The best of my studying, even two years in the journey, he is always sharply disciplining his disciples for their lack of belief. And yet they walked right there with him. So I challenge you. I challenge you. And I, and I, will, I, will, I promise you, I am stirring. I promise you that, that you're going to be like, what? I, listen, it don't even matter what you believe. You say, I don't believe in Jesus. I, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe in that. I, I, listen, I, I don't believe in all of that. That's okay. I triple dog dare you. Even in your unbelief, which is cool, to just follow Jesus. Pick his word up and just start reading it. So you don't even have to believe. His disciples didn't even really understand. So it's not a matter of what you know. You, you, you follow me? Or what you do. It's Jesus. He's constantly correcting unbelief. So being a sinner doesn't disqualify you. Being an unbeliever, it doesn't disqualify you. As a matter of fact, it qualifies you. Three, know though, if you decide to move from where you are to following him, that it involves a relationship. That it involves a relationship. It, 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 it just simply typed out there. It involves a relationship and not rules. That's why it doesn't matter what you believe. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us, and you would think that it would be different than this, but I dare you to find it. It tells us this, Paul writing, it is God's kindness that leads to what class repentance it is God's kindness not his rule not his chastisement not his condemning ways not his judgmental way because he is righteousness and he is holy for we should be holy it is not that it was that sense in that moment that you knew you were sick like for me Easter morning I knew I was sick in desperate need a united assembly God I desperately needed Jesus Christ and in that moment I didn't have a clue about John three sixteen, about Peter walking on water I didn't know anything about Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego Ago. I didn't know that he broke bread and fish and fed 5,000. I didn't know that that authority was mine. I just simply knew I was sick and didn't understand it all, but I desperately needed him, and I entered into a beautiful walking, living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I began to follow him and the people that follow after him. Your sin doesn't disqualify you. Your unbelief does not disqualify you. I promise you that you need to know it is a relationship and not rules. The world says, change and join us. Jesus says, join me and I'll change you. See, we could be an average country club. We could do that. We could take your money and, and make you feel like there's a certain dress code. Did you know we were talking about this on the way over here and I'm not being ugly, but I'm being real? We have had people tell us, Sandra, right? I mean, we've had people tell us, truth, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm not being ugly, I'm being real. And they're, they're, they're in this community, the church is in this community, all right? To contact us and say, 
we'd love for you to reach out to so-and-so. They come to our church, which is a common church, okay, by the way, and, well, I think they would fit in verbatim. They would fit in better at your church. Do you know why? I mean, this is the, I, 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 you can't even make this kind of stuff up. I'm not trying to be melodramatic and open the altar. Listen, God's already showed out this morning. I mean, I'm just doing what I'm told to do and being honest with you. And I don't want to be common. I want to be uncommon. And I want to challenge the status quo. I want to move past the ordinary and see the extraordinary move of God. Do you know why they didn't fit in over there or they thought wouldn't fit in over there? Because she had on blue jeans. My God. True story. Now, I don't fault the woman. I don't, I don't, I don't fault the church. Maybe I do fault the church. <laughs> I repent for the, the thoughts I have. That's, that's just stupid. I, I hate to use that word, but it's, it's just, that's the, they said that's the dumbest thing. But I'm telling you, that's what we're up against. That's why the, there's thousands out here that don't go to church on Sunday morning. That's what the world says. Change, and then you can join us. Jesus said, Matthew, I know where you are and who you are. Just come on, man. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to go to your house, and I'm going to chill with you, dude. And we're just going to walk this thing out, and, I, and you just follow me and watch me and learn from me. Because, see, all it takes, class, all it takes to follow somebody, the only reason you follow somebody is because you desire to know more about them. You, you, how many of you got Twitter? I mean, I, I didn't see any hands. I just want to make sure, because, I, I mean, y'all lying if you, how many you got Twitter? You social network junkies? What do you do? You, you follow people, right? It's, how, how many you got Facebook? Goodness, you bunch of stalkers. <laughs> hey, you ever had anybody, while I'm, in this, while I'm in this neck of the woods, you ever had anybody comment on something or like something? You didn't even know you're friends with them anymore. They've just been hovering, just been waiting, watching. Who now I'm going to say something here. All right, okay, back to the main subject. You follow somebody, and, I, and you, you go on my Twitter account, and, and I wish I could do like Furtick did when he did a series called Follow, and it has spontaneous baptism. He brought his MacBook up and put it on the screen and showed his own Twitter account. But I will show you that I follow a lot of people, a lot of preachers on Twitter, and a lot of churches, and, and a lot of uh, bodybuilders, and fitness, and all this good stuff. And the reason I follow them is because I want to know more about what they do. Now, that's secular and worldly and all those good things, all right? But the reason we follow Jesus is simply because I want to know more about him. I don't want to know more about church. I don't want to know more about denomination. I don't want to know about policy and procedure. I want to know more about Jesus. I want to know the Jesus that loves the unlovable, the lepers that stink and their flesh is rotting off, and yet he hugs them and he changes them. The one that wanted the wither hand and not the whole hand. I want the ones that says, I don't want the, the blue jeans, but I want the ones that don't even know that they got a pair of blue jeans, man. I, I, I want to follow Jesus because I want to know more. And all you have to have is an acknowledgement that there's something missing and a desire to fill that void. You don't have to change now. Just simply follow him. And listen, if you want to be real churchy, if you follow someone, Someone, it means that you change directions. In the church world, that's called repentance. So in case you feel like I've been unbiblical this morning, all you got to do is follow him. And follow the ones that are following him. So if you have a desire to change direction, if it's not working out quite like you think it should or should have, he doesn't care what you believe right now. He doesn't care how you behave right now. He just said, are, 
Are you aware that you're sick? And do you desire something different? And if you do, come unto me. Follow me. Will you stand, please? Thank you for listening to the One Community Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us for worship, our service begins at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Or check us out on the web at onechurchsc.org. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We hope you have enjoyed this message and may God bless.